Hello and welcome to the Modern Age Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Dyson, and for this episode, i got a surprise for you. If you're watching the video cast, you can already see, but for those on audio, you'll find out here in just a moment. But I am joined by my wife for this episode. So we've got kind of a special episode, and I hope she's going to be joining me here more often for this podcast, if she can get past laughing because she's not used to recording. But should be fun, should have some good banter or conversation back and forth between us, but still going to be focusing on a lot of modern, relevant Christian issues from a biblical perspective to address things that are relevant to modern age Christianity. So for today's episode, it's kind of an icebreaker to introduce my wife here on the podcast. Here, um, a little over a month ago, we actually went to Kentucky to the Ark Encounter. Mm -hmm. And so this was something we went to the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter in Kentucky. It was a family trip. There was four of us total that went, but me and my wife were there. It was my first time. You've been how many times? Mm, to the Ark itself or to the Creation Museum? Both. Um, to the Ark, I've been, I think, four times. It might just be three. And then to the Creation Museum, it's probably been seven, if You've not been more. that many times? Okay, I didn't realize you've been that many times, actually. I thought it was only like three or four like to each. Okay, no. more than I thought. Is a family tradition. So, hey, I'm learning something today as well, apparently. So, why don't you take a moment, just say hey, introduce yourself, tell our podcast listeners your name, and then we can start diving into a little bit of conversation about the Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter, some of the things that we saw, and just some thoughts about our trip here on the podcast. So, I take it, uh, my wife wasn't enough of a title? Uh, no, your name would be wonderful. All right. My name is um, Lizzie Dyson. And what was the other question? <laughs> I was just saying you could say, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of a funny thing. I spend a lot of time recording YouTube videos, podcasts, um, YouTube shorts, that kind of thing. You've not done podcasting or videos, anything like that. And you said a few years, a couple years? It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... I've been doing this off and on for a couple years straight, and prior to that, I have a competitive public speaking background, so I'm kind of used to being put on the spot and being hit with questions. So in some episodes, none. what? I have which have none. Yeah. In some episodes in the future, I do expect us to be more of her interviewing me. That way, I'm in the hot seat and have to answer questions, which she will greatly enjoy, I know. But for today, hopefully just some conversation. So... It was my first trip to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum. So for me, totally fresh eyes. First time seeing it just at all. Uh, had never been there. I, in truth, I had never even been to Kentucky. So if you're from Kentucky, you know, sorry, I had not visited your state prior to last month, but I've been there now. Um, but for you, since you've been multiple times, what do you think the coolest thing that you saw at each um, that was new since the last time you were there. And I know the Ark Encounter was very similar, but I think there may be a couple things you could reference. What's probably the coolest new thing you've seen? Um, probably for the Creation Museum itself would be the new, um, what's the name? It's uh, their 
exhibit where they show the progression of pregnancy. I forget the exact name of that um, display, but I mean, literally from the time of conception to birth, it shows the baby's development in a very colorful and high-tech way. And it also tells you about the different things that a baby can do at those certain different times. And then um, at the Ark Encounter, probably the newest thing was when they had the um, display. And it's kind of like you're walking through a comic book, only it's going through the story of how um, different people got saved. But it's going through the background of how they went down that journey and ended up getting saved. Yeah, and I forget the name of the exhibit specifically. I forget if it's the, um, I know it's not the cycle of life, but it's like mm-hmm. the origins of life or something. I forget what the name is, but it's entirely meant to truly show. And there was even uh, some testimonials and different things on the wall as you were going through of stories of maybe somebody who their parent was considering, ado- um, not adopting, but abortion. Abortion. And they allowed them to go up for adoption or allowed them that chance of life and was some of their story. And even one of the biggest advocates, her picture and name and stuff appeared on the wall. And it was talking about how she was a child that was almost aborted, but rather had the chance of life and now was uh, very much an advocate for adoption and pro-life. And specifically the exhibit you were talking about for the comic book is actually something new that I, I remember some of the details, but they sold it in the bookstore and other things at the Creation Museum and, and Ark Encounter. But it's uh, kind of uh, anime style, uh, like a Japanese anime was almost the style uh, that they were doing, but it was targeted very much towards like teenagers, young mm-hmm. adults, that kind of thing. But with the popularity of uh, Japanese anime and stuff in America, I think it's a very important thing to try to capture some attention of of youth but i remember even in their youth section of the bookstore there was tons of the books it wasn't just a couple but i did think that was really cool so i think for me and this is one of the other options from the ark encounter specifically but i was fascinated by the sections from the museum of the bible that actually were there so the museum of the bible is in washington dc But they allowed a few pieces of their material to be transported to the Ark Encounter. And so they had an exhibit and you could walk place to place and you could see some um, Bibles that had been translated into the language that missionaries had gone to. And you were essentially walking room to room, but it was walking country to country, which is really Mm -hmm. cool uh, because so often we think of our um, English translations, and we're so used to those, but we don't think about what goes into all of these other countries and what it took to get the Bible to all of those countries. I mean, it's so easy for us now to pull out the uh, version Bible app and pick a language, pick a version, and whatever else you want to. It's right there on your phone or tablet, and you have all of it. You log online to a website, Bible.com. Well, there you go. Same thing. Here's all the languages, all the Uh, versions and everything else but you know truly before technology and even in countries that don't have technology thinking of what those missionaries had to do and a lot of them self-translated their bibles it was something that they had to 
go through. And I, I think you enjoyed that exhibit as well. Mm-hmm. I did. I think that was really cool. I think if we ever get the chance, going to the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C. would be a very fun experience. I would love to go personally. Um, that's kind of a bucket list type thing, maybe. But, uh, hey, I do get a discount. Why? Uh, Liberty University students and alumni, we actually get a discount to the Bible Museum. I just haven't gone. Does that include spouses? Yes. Yeah, I can just go up to uh, the front door and buy uh, discounted tickets. I forget if it's 25% off, 50% off, something. Like, it's a pretty substantial discount. But um, just, you know, side note, we may have to make that trip sometime. Is that a subtle hint? Maybe. Not so subtle. (laughs) So, uh, for me, trying to think to the Creation Museum. I know uh, the origins of life going through um, conception to... um, a child being born. I know that was really cool. Uh, a lot of it, you could tell there was a good focus on uh, children with the dinosaurs and uh, things surrounding creation. But probably the one thing for me, because I'm very much the studier and, and the reader and all of that, I was going through and reading every single thing that had words. Um, I think I kind of frustrated people because I was trying to read every single thing. People didn't read as frustrated. (laughs) There were some people that would kind of give you a look like, oh my gosh, you're still reading. (laughs) I felt that way anyway. To be fair, you did kind of read every single panel. Yes. Luckily, I do read fairly quickly, but there was a lot to read. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of information. So I think one thing that was probably the most interesting for me to read and I was most amused by is the section where they went through a lot of Bible history where it was talking about even um, King David as a good example I mean for us as Christians we read the Psalms and in um, all throughout the Old Testament we see oh David wrote these Psalms David is in these books books and chapters and we see stories we see references even all the way to the new testament jesus is a descendant of david and we see that all throughout our bible and so often we take that for granted but it even referenced on one of the panels as we were going through the situation where there was no archaeological evidence to support that a king david ever existed until finally they found something and it was a tablet that was in ancient hebrew and it referenced the house of David in a way that truly validated that David was somewhere in existence and it validated the Bible in that way. But things like that to me are fascinating because it covered some of the archaeological finds. It covered a lot of the history. It talked about a lot of context things, cultural things, and there was just a lot of information there. So outside of the exhibit that was on the origins of life what was probably another one of the key things that you thought was really cool from um specifically the creation museum i know i'm putting you on the spot for a minute um just because it can all kind of mesh together with going there so many times okay well this isn't something that has to be new this could just be anything in general okay anything in general um Probably my favorite exhibit has to do with, uh, like, the dinosaurs. 
and how you can actually trace back different, um, say, in Chinese culture or Scottish, Scottish culture or all these cultures around the world that have dragons painted um, somewhere in their history, you can actually take those paintings of dragons and you can overlay that painting over a regular dinosaur. And typically that painting and that dinosaur are going to match up. There's just going to be some exaggerations. Like there will be some wings where there may not be wings on that actual dinosaur. Or there will be some spikes where there's not spikes. And you really just get to see how even back then people knew and interacted with dinosaurs. It wasn't a matter of they died and then I don't know how many thousands of years later we came along. They lived together. And yeah. so you see that in their artwork. Yeah, definitely. And I know the dinosaurs is something that attracts a lot of kids and young people. But even somebody like me, I'm a child at heart. I have dinosaurs here in the office where we record this podcast. But yes, we, we even bought a dragon from the gift shop while we were there. I'll, I'll have to admit that. But dragons for me, whether it's uh, video games, books, uh, movies, TV shows, whatever, I've always thought they were cool. And part of me likes to believe that dragons in the way that we've depicted them throughout media, movies, and TV show do exist. I like to believe that. But, you know, there is the realization that it likely is just dinosaurs, obviously. But to be able to see that, and especially even just walking into the museum was all kind of the folklore and stories and depictions of dragons throughout different cultures. And something else that just came to mind, but it was a cultural thing as well, is there was one room we went in in the Ark Encounter specifically. Uh, do you remember the room that had the wooden panels that talked about all the different cultures and the story of mm. the Ark? Do you That's want to talk fun. about that for just a minute? Um. Yeah, I can't do it in specifics because we there were a lot of panels. But basically, sure, they had these panels, um, and it was made to look like a book. But you would flip through them, and inside would be different writings from completely different areas of the world, all documenting some kind of world flood. There would be variations in the story, which actually more so proves it, because if you look at... Um, how forensics will go about a cold case. They will actually look through testimonies, and if they line up too closely, then they actually scrutinize it more, and they suspect that those people got together and talked about it. But in the differences, it actually proves the story more. And so as you're reading these different um, depictions and tellings from all over the world about this flood, how there was a family how they had a boat and they were the ones that lived it's kind of hard to um, argue the point that there wasn't a worldwide flood when there's so many different testimonies countering that argument yeah and that we're alive when we definitely weren't <laughs> yeah it was really cool to see that stories of a a global flood as far as the catastrophe of a global flood and one family surviving it transcended a lot of cultures and when you think about after the flood you had Noah and his family there was very few people and you know at that time nobody. yeah at that time in um 
the ancient Hebrew culture, a lot of the stories were handed down by tradition person to person. They actually didn't write things as well as we do now, or even they did later in, in their culture. But a lot of things were passed down by word of mouth. And, you know, if you've played the child's game telephone, things get out of order after a few tellings, or it can get out of order after a few tellings. So, I mean, you had variations like it was somebody with just uh, essentially like a canoe. We had some that was like a circular disc type thing. It looked like a upside down stereotypical UFO type look. I mean, mm-hmm. it was very strange. Um, one of them, I think, was, and it may have been the like circular thing, but it had like a house in the middle of it. I mean, there that was, was a lot circular of thing. There were a lot of very strange depictions of it, but they all consisted around the same thing that it was a global worldwide flood and that there was some boat or some structure and that a family went to that boat or that structure. And most of them included animals, not all, but most did include the animals in the story and they survived But the Ark Encounter themselves as a museum did very well in showing that pretty much all of those other stories... um, The depictions of the boats. Yes, they were flawed in some way, that they couldn't have actually survived. But based on the physics and the measurements and the size and all of that around the Ark as depicted in the Bible, it could have. It would have survived and would have made it over waves and oceans and all of that exactly as the Bible said it did. But all these others would not have been seaworthy. Um, I think one of my favorite, and I know you wouldn't get the reference, I don't know if anybody uh, listening on the podcast will get the reference, but there was one that was really funny. It was a giant cube, and the first thing that came to mind, if you are a Star Trek fan or you've ever watched Star Trek, the Borg Cube. It legitimately looked like the Borg Cube. Part of me wondered if that was some of the inspiration was from that story. I don't know, but that's just me nerding out for a moment because I recognized and thought it was funny. I also couldn't say that in the moment because I was the only person probably in that entire museum that would have got that reference, but... I doubt it. Okay, maybe there would have been a few, you know, mm-hmm. some other random guy in there would have would have agreed or had that same thought. But overall, I think it was a really cool experience. I'm happy we went. Um, it was a lot of fun. So as we start to wrap up, answer this for me. If you had one reason to tell somebody, a family or a fellow church member or something like that to go to the Creation Museum and or the Ark Encounter in their lifetime to take that trip, what is one specific thing you would tell them that's an important reason that they should go? I'd probably tell them that if they wanted to go, that they should. I would definitely encourage them just because it gives you the foundation to be able to tell someone else why the Bible is a trustworthy document, why it is a trustworthy historical document. And it also gives you the resources to point back to in order to tell somebody else, hey, this is what I learned This is what it says. And then you can show them how it dates back and where it was originally found. And you have that basis and foundation to be able to share with someone else who maybe is a little bit more skeptical and they want more of the rock solid answers, which you can't, I mean, 
I won't say you can't have all those, but sometimes you're not supposed to have all of those because if it takes you to be convinced into faith, you can be convinced out of it by anyone else. Um, So it does require that seed of faith in your spirit. So without that, you can be convinced out of Christianity, but it does give you that basis to be able to tell someone else. Sure. And even in the instance of the ark, I mean, we can run the simulations and ideas and the dimensions and say, yes, based on what we can tell, this would have survived. But you still have to take it on faith that it existed and it happened and they did survive exactly as the Bible said. You can have even part of the evidence and part of the truth, but there's still always going to be that element of faith that you have to take uh, with that. So, now the other question. You've been a number of times to both, more than I realized until the start of this episode, apparently. But, in that instance, since it was kind of a family tradition, you've went several times. And I know we talked that a lot of things were similar, and you saw a lot of the same things. Is it something that you could see yourself going to more and consistently in the future or is it something that's maybe just good to go once or twice and experience um, especially if it's a longer travel or trip what do you what are your thoughts Mm, I would say that you could go definitely multiple times because whenever you go you're going to learn something new and unless you have a photographic memory you're not going to remember all of the information that is in the creation museum unless you do like I did and take pictures Even with pictures, I mean, you have to remember to go back to those and scroll through them because I've done that. And even with the information that I had, I'd forgotten it. So going back through and just, I mean, it's basically like how you're supposed to be just in your Christian walk. You have to keep fresh and keep things there in your mind. Otherwise, what you don't use, you'll lose it. Yeah, and that, that makes sense. I know for me, I really enjoyed going and reading and learning, but it's for me personally, it's not something that I would look and go, Oh my gosh, I've got to go back next year. You know, I've got to see it again, but I feel sure, you know, three, four, five years down the line, maybe worth going again, just kind of as a refresher. And I can take more pictures of stuff that hopefully I remember to go back and read. For me, it was especially a lot of the historical context, cultural context, tying in history with biblical events. I took pictures of as much as I could because for me, that stuff is gold. I I love soaking in all of that that I can. So I think it was a great trip and really enjoyed. I know, um, I mean, obviously with any trip, you have some things that go good, some things that go bad. Um, some sickness did impact kind of the end of the trip and coming home and um all of that. But while we were there, the couple days we were up there, I think it was a really good trip and we had a lot of fun. So uh, for me, I would take it as I would recommend people to go. I know I've already told my parents, recommended to them, uh, tried to convince them that they need to ride up and go through. And I know we've talked about it to other people since we've been back and we've planned on recording this podcast episode for um, a month. month. I think. Yeah. Uh, It's been a while. Yeah. We talked about it before we even went and we're just now getting around to recording it, uh, and it should be posted next week. So, well, 
As far as for you guys, our listeners, I hope you enjoyed getting us uh, just a, a peek at kind of our experience, our trip, and getting to listen to us talk. If you get the chance, I do recommend you guys go visit the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum. It was a great trip. Uh, swing by Kentucky and definitely check out those two uh, museums if you get the chance. It'd be a great trip. Uh, I definitely understand if it's a long trip, you may not be able to for a while. It may be something that takes a lot of planning, but definitely worth making your trip up there if you get the chance. So if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, if you've enjoyed seeing my wife here on the podcast, she's going to be joining me again for future episodes. So be sure to subscribe, follow along, and join us back here again in two weeks on another episode of the Modern Age Christian Podcast. <laughs>